Welcome to the BRB AFK podcast. I am your humble producer, Boston. Joining us in the studio, as always, is the time being, Scott. What's the most you've ever lost on a coin toss? Uh, 350. That's not too bad. That's not too bad, then. My virginity. <laughs> <laughs> well. Holding true to his virginity and all that love, our illustrious host, Ryan Shipley. Thank you. And I like the fact that we played uh, Destiny's Child Survivor for tonight's episode. It's kind of on the nose, but let's go with it. It's fitting. We've been leaning into all the nose recently, so that's okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> and if you haven't heard already, uh, joining us <laughs> is our good friend and longtime, you know, l- legally the founder. Legally, these... legally the founder. Yes, yes. Welcome back no, to the studio, Jake Hendrick. Go fuck yourself. I'm the founder. <laughs> I started this shit. God damn it. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. Don't, you guys didn't tell me the shit. You knew this from I mean, the beginning, Scott. We've had an anniversary. We've had like three of these anniversary episodes. Oh, that's fair. I, I did know. I just forgot. Are you on your phone You're every right. time? You're Scott, right. Scott, has your white guy hetero brain not figured out that I come back every year around the same time? <laughs> yes, it has now. It's finally yeah. stuck in. It's just taken three years. And obviously, we're about a two-month uh late for the ep- anniversary episode but That's you know right. it's it's hey. been kind of a wild summer so far so it's okay it's yeah it's been weird it's been weird it's been weird yes. we also just let everybody know we had planned to do get our patreon ready now and do our podcast pen pal episode but we're shoving that down a little bit uh covet entered the picture um last Once month again. unfortunately mm-hmm. our uh, editor sarah got the covid uh she's doing better now right yes yes okay fucking covid's like herpes man it just keeps coming back <laughs> i guess yeah. you and, know what's uh, funny i'm like one of the most likely people to ever get covid and it's not happened it's yeah. just oh, you happened. haven't you haven't got it all yet never nice never I don't, either, have you? I don't know how. I don't know how. I literally put myself in situations where covid should just be a part of me at this point <laughs> like I That's hysterical. You should um, like you should shit COVID is what you're saying. Saying that I've been around so many situations that those two vaccines shouldn't have done shit. <laughs> like, you may be unbreakable. You could be. I might be. I no no. I have to do it, uh, Ryan. I might be immeasurable, immovable, invincible, unbreakable, unyielding. But- <laughs> Like, 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 like the Dragon Slayer, goddamn! Shit, Jay is ready. This is what happens he is when we boy. only. He's on fire. This is what happens when we only let him on the on the show once a year. Oh, um, I'm, sorry. I'm just coating Benjamin Coach Wade. Continue. Yeah, um, I also have not had COVID. Uh, I'm sick right now. Um, stuffed nose, sore throat. But I did take a COVID test for the first time yesterday, and it came up negative. I'm going to take it again tomorrow because I know that sometimes the test can be uh, can be wrong. I can tell you right, right now, uh, COVID tests suck. Yeah, they're they're not pleasant. No. So okay, so I've never taken a COVID test. Um, what does that mean? It's, does that entail? All right, so it's better now. Like that, that used to, they had they, they would stick this thing all the way up into your almost into your brain. It felt like, uh, you know, and then they had to do it in both sides of your nose. Now they they still stick it in your nose, but it just doesn't go very far up. Uh, so it's it's better, but it, it's still bad. Yeah, so I'm doing the home test. So the one I have, you take the swab and you stick it up your nose about four inches, or you know, like a Ben Shapiro, as I call it. 
and then you uh, basically put it into this tube and squish it, squeeze it to try to get enough drops. I think three drops is what you're supposed to get. Around every there. Time, every time I put it up, you're supposed to do both nostrils too. You got to sneeze. I don't know how anybody does that without the just having the sensation that you have to sneeze. And my worry was always like, I'm going to sneeze with this damn thing up my nose. Um, my roommate is also pretty sick right now, and he's been quarantined to his room. He took a COVID test too yesterday, and he came up negative. But it was kind of funny because we were both doing it at the same time, and you could hear sneezes coming from both bathrooms <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, um, it's miserable, Jay. Hopefully you never have to do it. Yeah. Um, well, especially since, like, now I have – I basically only leave the house to go to the gym at this point. Okay. Um, so I should be okay. Well, now you have a roommate that works retail, right? I mean, yeah, but like when he goes in, no one is there. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's always good. Like he works, like when he goes into work, he, there's probably like maybe an hour that the store is open, but he works night shift. So okay. like after an hour, it's literally him and like two other employees in a massive fucking grocery store. Oh, so okay, so he's okay. That's good. Um, yeah. yeah, he's fine. And Boston, be shift. you, you, and the rest of the family came uh, negative, right? Uh, we are testing negative now. Uh, good, good. Because if if any of us if, if any of us test positive, we have to like confine to our rooms. Because uh, with my dad, with my dad being uh, currently compromised, I got to be careful around that. Oh, of course, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Scott had a scare last week, so... Yep. Um, no, but thankfully, nothing happened there, and your mom's okay, nope. right? She's not turned into a weird cat. Nope, nope, she's good, too. Nope, no weird cat. Okay. No weird cat. Um, nope. So, yeah, but so it's just been a really messed up summer. Um, and thank to, thanks to Jay, too, because Jay has spent two months getting postponed for these episodes. <laughs> that's why he's that's why he's so fired up, man. Yeah, yeah god, god damn right. Like, <laughs> like you motherfuckers have been caging back a demon, and now I'm ready to fucking go. Uh, no, <laughs> he is ready. Um, he was going to be, I think, the beginning of June, uh, near Bingy's birthday, because Bingy was going to be off, and we we're going to have everybody back in the room, and I thought that would be super fun. Yeah, stuff came up. Uh, sickness has come up. Uh, power outages have come up. Oh my god! It's been yes, an insane roller coaster ride. But I'm honestly not sure if this is really happening or if the, you cut to me on my deathbed and this is <laughs> all the last thing I'm thinking of before I die. <laughs> it's I flash it before you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I say we next time he, that Jay's on, we postpone it like even longer, like three or four months. Then he's going to be even more fired up. Now here's a guess question, Scott. Yeah. Have you sensed the pattern when Jay will next be out? <laughs> well, I would say this time next year as my guess. So. Okay. And that'll be the, what'll that be? The fifth anniversary, Jay? You started this about four years ago? I think so. I think it'd be fifth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because the reason I found, the only reason I know is because I looked on the podcast thing I look at and your first episode, I think, showed four years ago. So we're kind of around four years ago, which is kind of crazy, right? Did you ever think this would happen when you started the podcast? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely not. I think I thought uh, Mitch Wheeler would cancel us after three episodes. <laughs> I'm not really? even kidding. I'm not oh. even kidding. I'm not even kidding. Oh, when, okay. So when we started, um, when we started the podcast, and this is all due respect to Bingy, all due respect, yeah, all due respect. But I felt like our personalities were not going to be able to gel in order for the podcast to even be listenable. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, I, I'm very loud and obnoxious and arrogant. 
No. Biggie is none of those three things. No. And, no, that's true. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But it just seemed to work. And I think a lot of it, because of the fact that our personalities are so different, you didn't just get two people that basically mimicked the same opinions. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. like I, I was always into like horror games and fighting games and stuff like that. Biggie is more into like games with like really developed like storylines or, you know, things like that. I think it worked because our opinions were so different. And when we brought on guests, we made sure not to bring on too many people that were way too similar to us. So, so I think, I think that helped in the long run. And Boston, you were the first guest, right? Yes. Was that? Yes, yes I was. Yeah. Wow. Boston. Jesus. It's been a while, okay? <laughs> it, it has been four years, in fact. It's been a while! <laughs> Since I could saw you. This will probably be the first time I've seen royalties in a very long time. Everything <laughs> I can remember. <laughs> God, that guy's a piece of shit. Go ahead. Yeah, he is. My friend, uh, <laughs> my friend Kurt in L.A., his roommate at the time, was working on the uh, Jay Leno show. So he got us yeah. backstage to a Jay Leno uh, recording, and the lead singer from Stain asked me if I had a cigarette. And when I said no, he just gave me this mean look and turned around. <laughs> wow. Yeah, a, a very, very um, interesting guy. Um, but yeah, so so then you did yours, and then you left the you left the podcast to to start focusing more on uh, magic tournaments, right? Uh, no comedy. Oh, oh it was comedy. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah that, much, uh, much, much better, much better. Yeah, that's changed. That's changed a lot. Um, I, I, I've, I've kind of lost the passion for the art. Mm-hmm. Um, it could come back. I don't know. Uh, my main focus right now has been threefold: uh, working on mental health. Good. By oh, not yeah. by not going to comedy, quite frankly, because I've gotten to the point in my life where I really don't like to be around people anymore. And that that's not to say, oh, I hate people or whatever. Yeah. It's, more, it's more so the fact that I'm gaining a lot of anxiety from it. Mm, okay. Two, I've been like focusing on going to the gym because my ultimate goal is to get cast on Survivor, which Shipley already knows about. Yes. Mm. Um, and three, I've been writing a lot of articles for a group called The Tribe Has Spoken. It is a uh, Facebook survivor group with close to 40,000 members. And nice. I've been writing uh, top 10 lists, season reviews, and I recently just posted the season finale of a fictional season that I've been writing over the past month called uh, Survivor Japan Battle of the Eras. Yeah. So, Yeah. And you're kind of understating it. So he did. Uh, so there's been 42 seasons of the American version of Survivor. Uh, Jesus. And he did. Wow. <laughs> it's been on for a minute. I think 2000, 2000 was the first year. Yeah, year uh, 2000. Uh, they've had, at minimum, they've had two seasons every year. Yep. Uh, COVID kind of kind of hurt it a little bit. It'd probably be up higher if COVID wasn't. We probably we'd probably be at 46 right now. Yeah. Um, but Jay made these very deep uh, recaps of the seasons doing uh, game analysts and, and was it analyst? That's not the right word. Analysis. Analysis. Uh, sorry. I'm going to play had it. You had it. You had it. Yeah. Uh, track. Yeah. 
So he basically breaks down every season, and then at the end of it, he recaps it with his favorite player, the player he hated the most, and the person he thought played the best game. Uh, really, really good, uh, good writing on those. Uh, like I said, 42 of them, and they're not sure. Like, this was a good season because, no, he goes deep. Um, yeah. And then his, uh, his fan fiction, Survivor Japan, how, you've done it basically like the show, right? 13 episodes? Uh, 13 episodes plus the finale. Plus the finale. So Are you going to do a roll. reunion show? No, I... Okay, here's the thing. Reunion shows are really just... Let's remind everybody what these people did. Like, <laughs> like we know what happened. We watched the season. I thought about doing a reunion show, but I just felt like... I just felt like there's no point in doing a reunion show if it's written. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, there's no real point in it. I mean, really, like... What would happen is, you know, blah, 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 congrats on your win. Explain how you won. And then they would literally explain what they already explained at Final Tribal, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, now, one yeah. thing I would say, uh, so Boston, you've never really been a fan of Survivor, right? Uh, it, it, never, it never spoke to me aside from when it, when it first started and there was, oh, the naked guy. Never remember Richard, his name. Richard Hatch. Richard Hatch. Richard Hatch. Which... And that's and honestly, that's that's a great example of how my life has gone. Is that it's like, oh, hey, he's doing something weird and quirky. I like him. Oh, oh no. And then you find out years later that he's oh, actually no. human garbage. Yeah. 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 So, hey, hey, actually, the, you know what? This is something I could bring up. Fuck it. I don't care. It happened. It happened. So, I. Uh, Shipley had mentioned that I've been writing uh, season reviews and I wrote a season review for probably the most infamous, infamous season of survivor ever season 39 Island of the idols. Boo. For those of you that are not, uh, it's really bad. It's fair. It's actually, it'll make your, even me explaining what happened will make your stomach cringe. Mm. So, So, I wrote a disclaimer for this season because there is a horrible thing that happened. Uh, a contestant by the name of Dan Spilo was constantly inappropriately touching women without their permission. Oh. He was told to stop by production after uh, Kelly Kim, one of the contestants, basically brought up a confessional how it made her very uncomfortable. So they brought everybody aside and they basically reaffirmed, hey, don't touch people without their permission. Um, and then later on, uh, Dan Spilo was ejected from the game for another incident that did not uh, involve a uh, contestant and involved a staff member. Ah, They did not oh, mention what shit. it was, but it was serious enough. He is the only player in Survivor history to be ejected. Yep. Mm. To be completely ejected from the game. Not like medically ejected, but he no, like yeah, right. medical, medical evacs happen. Survivor's not a fucking joke, believe me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. If you watch as much as I have, you'll be like, "Wow, you lost like half your body weight by the end of the season." Like, so anyway, <laughs> I wrote a disclaimer in the beginning uh, that said, "Hey, if you want to skip this review, I understand because I'm going to have to talk about the incident. It is brought up way too many times throughout the season for me to ignore it." Then I went into a history of Survivor basically not taking these instances seriously until season 39. Uh, first example would be season five in Thailand, where Ted and Gandia had an incident where Ted grinded on Gandia in her sleep. The yeah. fuck? Yeah. yeah. 
Um, that was not handled well. At the end of the day, the entire tribe basically took Ted's side and Gondia was voted out. Yeah, yeah. It was, Damn. Uh, the fifth one yeah. is also probably one of the worst seasons ever. Uh, it's pretty god-awful. There's only three players on that cast that are even halfway redeeming. Yep. Um, then, and us too. What's that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting there. Um, okay. the, the next example is why, when you mentioned Richard Hatch, I bring this up. I brought up an incident where Richard Hatch got naked, as he does, in All-Stars. And when he and Sue were walking on this balance beam, he got up next to her and basically did like a gyrating dance in front of her in very close proximity. Hmm. You can't You can't really tell if there was contact, but it doesn't really matter. Like... Nobody wants that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. And yeah. basically, Sue had a breakdown and quit the game because of it. And Richard Hatch commented on my post. No way. Did he really? Swear to God, if you go to the Island of the Idols, he posted it. What did he say? Uh, I'm not going to go through the whole thing because <laughs> quite quite frankly, it, it, it just screamed of insecurity. Um, he called me stupid seven times. Oh, which, if you're going to call me stupid, at least find different ways to say it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're calling me stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, secondly, he denied everything, said that Sue, in fact, encouraged it, which was not the case <laughs> at yeah. all. Uh, he used the term asking for it. <sighs> wow. Uh, he also decided to go off on a tangent of things that I did not talk about, like his taxes situation. <laughs> yeah, like he, like he just... Sounds like he had some shit to unload. Yeah, and the funny thing is, I didn't even respond to him. Because Good. I was like, why would I respond to him? He just basically made a fool of himself. Wow. So, Richard Hatch, I doubt you're ever going to listen to this, but if you do, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I I second that. I second that. You are literally, and I'm going to go ahead and say it. You are literally the most overrated winner of all time. You are the most overrated winner. And the reason why I say that is because when Survivor started and you won, no one else was playing the game but you. Yeah. So congrats. You won by default. And yet you feel the need to tell everyone you're the greatest player that ever lived. I could think of a hundred players on hand. Some of them that have never won that are better than you. Oh, so yeah. please do me a favor. <laughs> crawl back into your shitty white guy hole where you belong. Thank you. <laughs> Is that kind of like a man cave? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if this doesn't make it out to him, I'm going to be so disappointed. So we got to make this happen. We're gonna, we'll tag him uh, in it. Um, there you go. There you go. Whatever. He'll just call me stupid eight times instead of seven. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> we'll switch it up a little bit. And Scott, you've never really been a big fan of Survivor. No, right? no, I haven't. I've seen it here and there, but I've never really been a big fan of it, no. Okay. So when I asked Jay, I think instead of five, we'll do top three because we're trying to keep the episode uh, to about an hour, half hour, 45. That's Jay, fine. Um, I asked Jay if he could come up with the best three seasons of Survivor for somebody new to watch. Uh, oh. Right now, Survivor America, the 42 seasons, easy to access. They're all on uh, Paramount+. Plus. Okay. Um, hopefully the international episodes will be up again soon. Uh, uh, I, I don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately. Which sucks, because the international seasons are fucking great. Yeah, and uh, before he starts his list, I'll just say, 
after reading a bunch of uh, uh, his essays on the last uh, 42 seasons of Survivor, he's got me pumped to start watching again because I kind of fell off. 39 was kind of the last straw for me. I don't blame um, you for that. 39 was... What happened yeah. to 39? So, uh, the, the Dan Spilo incident. Yeah, the Dan Spilo incident was bad. And then I didn't really care for the winner. I think they're. I literally talked about it earlier, Scott. Pay attention. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. You did, Scott. You don't have your phone on you tonight, do you? <laughs> no, no, the phone was right here beside me. It's okay. not not because of that. Okay. But no, um, no, I don't blame you for that. Um, what really sucks about season thirty nine is it had a really good cast. Mm. It had a lot of people that were interesting. They were intelligent. They were, you know, there to play the game. Right. And to be honest, if that incident didn't happen, I'd probably rank all of the idols in like top 15, top 20. But that incident just completely sours the entire season. But after uh, Survivor 39 and some weaker seasons before then, I was kind of out of it. But uh, he started hinting at these um, really good uh, international seasons. So I watched uh, the New Zealand, uh, South Africa. South Africa rebooted theirs with season six to make yeah. more like the American version of Survivor. And that was a really good season. As everybody knows, I don't binge shows, but I watched all 16 episodes of that in about a week. Yeah, I was about to say, like you, like, like when you messaged me, oh, I finished the season, I was like, damn, Shipley, get it. <laughs> and here's something I have never seen. So Survivor always does the worst product placements, right? Like, um, oh, I do. Oh, South Africa is no different. Yeah, no uh, different. Season two of Survivor is famous for Tim, Tina Wesson winning some Doritos and calling them Doritos. Um, <laughs> so I have never seen South African. <laughs> I have never seen somebody so excited to win a Huawei phone. Oh, not, no, really? Android, not a Samsung, oh, yeah. not an Apple, but a Huawei. And this guy's freaking almost in tears over this phone. Are you serious? And they say something like it's it's got a Twix, a 20 pixel point camera. He's like, mmm. <laughs> like, like, okay, first off, all right, hold on. I gotta defend Tom here. Uh first off, if you were on an island for 36 days and somebody handed you a fucking phone, <laughs> you'd probably freak the fuck out too. If I was like Fair. if I was like on a castaway, then yes, because I could get off the island. But I'm on a, a game show. No. Um and also they got a restaurant in South Africa called Steers. S-T-E-E-R-S. Um and I can tell you right now. I'm mad that we don't have one of those in the States. Dude, you damn right. Do yourselves a favor, like Wikipedia steers go to their website and look at how much their burgers and food kick the shit out of anything in America. I'm doing it right now. It's, like, uh, yeah, oh it, my god, it looked delicious. It looks so good. Yes, I want some steers. And when they said something like they said world famous, I was like, no, I've never heard of this. Basically, steers looks like a much better Burger King. Yeah, they should <laughs> steers in a Sears. Was it South Africa? <laughs> South Africa, South Africa, yeah. South Africa. South Africa. Um, really good. All right. Uh, we can franchise it out right now, guys. Let's, let's do go. it. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. Ready to start your business. I'm on the website. <laughs> but, Are we uh, in? Africa is really good. Um, I started watching Australian Survivor on Jay's recommendation. Uh, well, dude, Australian Survivor has, in my opinion, some of the best seasons of Survivor you could ever watch. Okay. Longer seasons, uh, 24, it looks like 24 to 26 episodes. Longer episodes and a, long, a bigger cast. Like thinking, I think the cast right now in Survivor American is usually uh, 18. Uh, 18, yeah, 18. Australians, 24. Yeah, and so right. 
Every season of American Survivor, other than the two most recent, 41 and 42, are 39 days. 41 and 42 is 26 days. Uh, two reasons. One, COVID, and two, they wanted to speed up the gameplay a little bit. Makes sense. Australian Survivor don't give a fuck. They're like, <laughs> they're like, bitch, we're doing 50 days. Let's go. 55 in 2016. Uh, That's true. 55 shit. in 2016. Yeah. Can yeah. you imagine being stuck on that island for 55 days? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I mean, you would come back basically just a twig. That's damn near two months of like starving and getting rained on and having bugs crawl on you and have a bunch of dickheads try to lie to you all day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And now, uh, so these are going to be three seasons, Boston and Scott, that if you want okay. to start watching Survivor, these are the seasons that would get you into the show that I think you make you fall in love with the, with the show as passionate as Jay is. Yes. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. All right. To the point where you may even have your own interaction with Richard Hatch. Oh, sh- that's my goal right there. Yeah. I want to say real quick. I now have decided that if, if, if a situation ever arose that I would just want my singular, singular goal to be to figure out how to get fatter on the Island. <laughs> <laughs> That would be amazing. You're like, here's me, Jeff, as you're like rolling up to the state. So, <laughs> so, so I can't think of anybody that like gained a ton of weight on the island, but I can tell you that Tyson Abbasal basically stayed the same way in his win in uh, blood versus water. Oh, um, Tyson basically uh, made a point of drinking all the coconuts, all of them, <laughs> all of them. And at one point, they were out in the water, and they were like, hey, Tyson, go get us a coconut so we can all share it in the water. Tyson's like, yeah, sure. Uh, this asshole uh, gets the coconut, drills a hole into it, drinks half of it, comes back, and gives it to them. <laughs> and nobody asked a single question. Nothing. Wow. And at one point, the confessional, he was like, you know, it's funny. This is my third time playing Survivor, and I've yet to go to bed hungry this entire time. Oh, he's amazing. <laughs> Oh, Tyson's the man. Talk about in good shape. He's on the new season of the challenge where they're. And he's fucking it. killing it. Yeah, yeah, he's killing it. Uh, it's ridiculous how good of shape he is. I think he's also in his forties now. Yeah, but he's a professional cyclist. You know how good of shape you got to be to be a professional cyclist. Like, yeah. All right, so let's do it. let's do it. We're we're focusing now. On the yeah, top yeah. Three. Okay. All right, so these are in no particular order, but in my opinion, these are three seasons that I feel. Best encapsulates Survivor and will give you the most enjoyment, even if you're not that big a fan. Uh, so, so let's start with the first entry. That would be Survivor David versus Goliath. Uh, this would be season 37. Um, David versus Goliath is probably the great, like one of the greatest underdog stories, not just in Survivor but in television show history. Um, if you can judge by the theme, the theme of the season is the tribes are split up into two different tribes. The David tribe, which are generally people that have to work hard for you know what they, they want. You know, maybe they have faced a lot of hardships down the road. Maybe they, you know, weren't born with a lot of privilege. They had to work for everything they got. Those type of people. Um, notable contestants from the David tribe are uh, Christian Hubicki, a robotic scientist who easily becomes one of the favorites of the season. Um, Nick Wilson, uh, he is a, uh, a lawyer in Kentucky 
with a big family and a very uh, humble backstory. Then the other tribe is known as the Goliath tribe. These are people that have excelled in their fields. Uh, for example, John Morrison, also known as Johnny Nitro, uh, Johnny Blaze, WWE wrestler, currently wrestles for AEW. Um, let's see. Uh, there's another contestant, Dan, who used to weigh 330 pounds. Uh, now he weighs a muscly 225 and is now a member of a SWAT team. Mm. Um, so basically, it's it's David versus Goliath is, is the whole point. And the entire cast is incredibly interesting. Everyone has their own role in the season, no matter where they finish. And it leads to a very satisfying ending. Agreed. And it's got one of the most iconic scenes of all time. Absolutely. I'm not going to spoil that if anybody wants to watch it. But David versus Goliath it is probably the best season of the modern era. Okay. Best season of the newer seasons, I would say. Yeah. And when he says newer seasons, uh, there's a lot more twists now than there used to be. It's Correct. changed the game a lot. Correct. But I feel David versus Goliath balanced the number of twists. Agreed. With um, very watchable and likable people and solid gameplay. Agreed. It's one of the best, uh, I guess, of the episode, the of the last seasons I watched. It was one of the best. Absolutely. Uh, so entry number two, Survivor Token Teens, season 18. Um, Survivor Token Teens is on my top three because I feel it is the perfect blend of new school Survivor with like advantages and idols and things like that. And old school Survivor, which focuses more on the character edit, getting to know the players, et cetera, et cetera. Um, for example, I would be amiss if I didn't mention Benjamin Coach Wade. Coach is by far the most compelling character that I think Survivor has ever had. That's a, that's a nice word. Yeah, it's a nice word. I love Coach. I, I, know, I know there's tons of people that hate Coach, uh, I'll give you right, a quick... right. I don't, I don't say you feel like you don't agree with that. <laughs> no, no. Coach is a great character. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. he's a fantastic character. It's impossible not to say he's a good character. Okay. Uh, to give you a quick rundown of Coach, Coach is that guy that's done everything and he's done it better than you. He's that guy. Okay. Oh, that guy. He, he yeah. constantly uh, misquotes famous people. <laughs> My favorite, my favorite quote, Marcus Aurelius once said, and I can't, I can't remember the quote exactly. Oh yeah. With great failures come great successes. He claims that that was said by Marcus Aurelius, the Roman emperor. It was actually said by the guy that um, started Jerry Curl uh, Glow. <laughs> um, he constantly refers to himself as a warrior um in survivor token teens when they were by the campfire he told a story about how he was captured in the amazon by an indigenous tribe beaten nearly half to death somehow got through his ropes and paddled out of there okay wow at the reunion show he took a lie detector test and the lie detector test said that he was telling the truth <laughs> really I don't care if it's true or not. Yeah. That's amazing. It is. That's incredible. Even if he's lying, even if it's a lie, this man went, you know what? Fuck it. 
I would we, do this. Can we possibly get a reboot of the sitcom Coach with him as the lead? Oh, oh there you he's go. Bobber the same. Bobber has to be the same, but he's the new coach. To give you some more information about this man, and these two things are true, uh, he has two jobs. He is a soccer coach for a uh, for a women's soccer team, and he is also a conductor for an orchestra in California. He's definitely an interesting person. Yeah. Um, he comes into the game saying that he's going to play with honor and integrity. Yeah, he didn't do any of that. No. He did none <laughs> of that. And probably the cherry on top is when he voted out his number one nemesis, Brendan, he nicknamed Brendan the Dragon and called himself the Dragon Slayer. <laughs> and that nickname, wow. that nickname has stuck with him throughout that season and the next two seasons he was brought back. Because if you don't think a psychopath wearing a feather in his hair named Coach is not going to get a return appearance, you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're that watching the show. <laughs> so anyway, Coach is obviously like the biggest – Personality. Also, I will say this. Even if you don't watch Survivor Token Teens, do yourself a favor. Go to YouTube and type Coach Exile Island. Mm, okay. It is the greatest scene in television history. Okay. The Coach only- Exile Island? Correct. Okay. We'll put in Survivor, too, obviously. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But the editors have so much fun with Coach. Whenever he finishes one of his highly dramatic speeches, they cue an eagle screech. (laughs) Or like some dramatic, like intense music behind it. And one of the best speeches is where he goes, you know, in the old days, Native American tribes would do exactly what I'm doing now. They would go out into the wilderness with no food, no water, and no shelter, and they would have a vision quest. And at the end of it, they would become better as a man. And then the music cuts out, and he goes, well, I'm already a really strong man, so this is just make me even stronger. Nothing's going <laughs> to get Coach Wade down, I'll tell you that. Oh, my God. He's wow. Later, wow. In the scene, later in the scene, he is wielding a staff and doing, like, imaginary combat – and at one point he puts the staff behind his shoulders and holds it like a warrior as the camera pans out to him standing in the middle of a desert. It's incredible. It's so good. Damn. They knew, I can see why he was. Uh, he came back. <laughs> they knew what they had with Coach. Yeah. They knew what they had with him. They were like, people are going to hate him, and we're just going to make fun of him in editing. Also, there's a lot of other great characters. Uh, JT, the Southern Boy of the Heart of Gold. That does change in later seasons, but this season you can remember him fondly. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Fishback, who is basically the uh, Survivor super fan of the season. Um, he provides a very good uh, alliance with JT and a very unlikely alliance. We're talking about a country boy and, you know, the self-proclaimed Jew from New York and Stephen Fishback. Yep. Um, they were both excellent characters. Todd's also a great character. She's wonderful. And also the wife of uh, former NFL legend Eddie George. Oh, um, okay. Also, Eddie George makes an appearance. Like, he, he comes out to visit her on Exile Island. Let me tell you something. I'm very surprised they did not get Eddie George to be on Survivor because Eddie George started to fire like that. Like, instantly. And you find out that Eddie George was in the Royal Rangers. Oh. That's fucking badass. 
No, Eddie George is awesome. So to conclude my my Token Teens reference, um, Token Teens also has 16 cast members, so it's it's a lot more. You have time to get to know the players where in other seasons it's 20 or Australian Survivor it's 24 and some players just get lost in the shuffle. Um, Token Teens gives you enough time to get to know everybody, even the people that get voted out early. Um, Also, it's in the Brazilian Highlands, so it's not like your typical island setting like most survivors, and it provides something different. So, uh, yeah, definitely Token Teens. Yeah, that's awesome. Definitely Token Teens. And my third... And final entry, and this probably is not agreed on by everybody, but it's my list. Go we like a little controversy, list. yep. Yeah. Uh, this is also my favorite season of all time. Oh. Um, season 9, Survivor Vanuatu. Um, Vanuatu, to me, is the perfect underdog story. Perfect underdog story. I do like that. The winner... The winner is most often called the most unlikely person to win. And that's because this guy should have went home first. Instead of that, he formed an alliance of the uh, other less athletic men and then decided to vote out all the pretty jocks. Oh, okay. And I know what season you're talking about now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so season Vanuatu is remembered as the second time that the tribes are separated between men and women. Uh, the reason why is because of Vanuatu, that's kind of their thing. Like mm. that's, their, that's their culture. Okay. Uh, so that's why they were separated uh, in two different tribes. Um, the men, of course, you know, were cocky and arrogant and thought they would blow through the women. Nope, didn't happen. Uh, let me put it this way. At the final seven, it's six women and one man. Oh, wow. Mm. Nice. Yep. And the more impressive thing is the one man – goes on to win. Yeah. He adapts oh. really well. Okay. Uh, basically, this guy plays his ass off, lies through his teeth, puts on probably one of the biggest Shakespeare performances at Final Tribal ever, where he he basically lied and bullshitted and hammed it up, and they fucking bought it. The reason why Vanuatu is in my list is because the cast is very good. It's solid gameplay. And it gives you a winner that you never would have expected. Um, it's also my favorite season with my favorite winner of all time. So, yeah, that's what I would say. I would also give an honorable mention um, probably to probably to Survivor Philippines, uh, season 25. Okay. Um, it was very exciting gameplay. I. Uh, just, just a really good season overall. So yeah, that would be it. That would be my list. Nice. Okay. So uh, there's one, of all the seasons, there's only one character that I, I can remember that's just because I've not seen hardly any, but there's one that I, I have seen some of and he just stands out to me. I don't remember the guy's name, but he's, he's the one where he lied about his grandmother dying. Johnny Fairplay. Yes, yes, that's the one. That's the only character that I can, I can even say that I remember. My favorite part of that whole thing is when Thunder Dan is walking up for the Friends thing, and oh Thunder God. Dan is like so happy that he's on Survivor, and then Johnny Fairplay's like, hey, how's my grandma? And then he has to immediately go to be sad and go, She's dead, man. She's dead. Right. Well, right. no, his, his exact line was, she died, dude. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, oh, that's right. I think oh. I, I think I think I remember that. Yes, exactly and what he, he said. Yeah. Won the entire game. I that's amazing. If, I still um, say to, I still say to this day that the dead grandmother lie is by far the greatest move in Survivor history. Oh, it is. Oh, you he, think? So? Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing that comes close to that. No. Like oh, you got you got uh, uh, poverty uh, convincing the dude to pay to give them her his idol. Uh, first off, that was not poverty. Oh, it wasn't poverty. It was uh, that. That was Sari. Sari. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Please stop giving poverty more credit than she deserves. <laughs> she gets way more credit than she deserves. Wait, way there's someone credit. named Poverty. Parvati. Parvati. Uh, oh, Parvati. Okay. P a r v a v a t i. Uh, I know Ryan Shipley is like a giant Parvati fan. I love her. I'm a stan. I yeah. I know. <laughs> um, I'm. I, I respect her. Yeah, she definitely deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, she's highly overrated. She should have highly been, overrated. Have won two of these. Nope. Oh, nope. you agree with me in your in your access of heroes versus villains? I agree with you of the three she should have won, but her biggest mistake. First off, let me go ahead and say this: I don't believe in bitter juries. I Sorry. Do. Uh, well, you're wrong. But I, I don't believe in the jets on this episode, so I have to be nice. Damn it! No, um, no, you can be mean. But here, okay, here's my theory on bitter juries. Um, you cannot say they're a bitter jury when you are not out there. You have no idea what they're going through. Also, Russell Hans is a fucking dick. Oh, There's yeah. no oh. reason that he ever should have won Samoa or Heroes versus Villains. He was better than the person they gave it to, though. And the reason why Parvati did not win is because nobody respected the fact that she didn't just cut Russell loose when she should have. Plus, Big she, Dumb Rupert had everybody convinced that they were the quote-unquote heroes. Well, Rupert, I mean... So Rupert, we're, we're going into this... But Jay probably disagrees with us, too, but Rupert is my most hated uh, castaway of all time, followed by Sandra. I mean, I can agree with you on Rupert. I think he's a fucking overrated slob. slob. Um, okay, he, so you, you probably know Rupert, Boston, and Scott. He's the one with the big... He looks kind of like Hagrid, and he always had a tie-dry dry shirt on. Uh, it's, um, no, it's okay. Yeah, I, 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 it's, it's been so long, man. <laughs> I don't. Okay. No, heart. it's fine. But um, to go back to what we were, what we were talking yeah. about... Um, no, I do think Parvati is a good player. Yeah. Uh, sometimes great, but most of her moves get credited to her when it was actually Sari. Okay, um, Sari is my favorite uh, player that never won. For me, it's Johnny Fairplay, but I can totally understand Sari. I can totally understand Sari. He, 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 he got really close, right? He came in like second or something. He yeah, he came in third. Uh, third. third. Oh, third. If that stupid scoutmaster had taken him to the end. Oh my uh, fucking god! Fucking Lil, Jesus fucking Christ! He basically, spent thirty nine days on an island in a Boy Scout uniform. So, so basically, my point is this: oh, wow. when, 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 it, when it comes to bitter juries, yeah. um, the two biggest, oh, the three biggest instances of Survivor fans going and eh, bitter jury is uh, Boston Rob not winning All Stars. Number one, Boston Rob was a flaming fucking dick out there. Sorry, but he was. <laughs> I mean, he was. Like, he made no qualms about what he did. Yeah. And quite frankly, I mean, if you didn't think Amber was going to win, you don't understand Survivor. Um, two, Russell Hance, both in Samoa and uh, Heroes vs. Villains. Yes, he found a bunch of idols. Yes, he orchestrated a bunch of blind sides. But he was an unapologetic dickhead. Yeah. 
You can't treat people like shit and then expect them to give you a million dollars. Treat him on the second one uh, that he should have won. Yeah. That's not, well, he shouldn't have won either one. Okay. Period. Okay. I mean, he literally called every woman a dumbass bitch. He did. So that's, Damn. Oh, so I don't remember all that, but okay. No, he did. He was like, and, he, and, he's, and, he's, and he still won? No, he didn't, he win. didn't win. Oh, he didn't win. He lost oh, to God, one God. of the worst winners of all time. Gotcha. Uh, I disagree, but. I'm not saying she's top tier, but she's not talking about I'm talking about his first time. I know you're talking about Natalie White. I know. I don't. Okay. This is another name is. But what's your what's your third point? Oh, my third one would be. um, Well, actually, we just mentioned it: heroes versus villains. Okay. Um, Sandra had much better social relationships than both Russell and Parvati. Yeah. And sometimes that's all it takes. People don't understand that the social game is far more important than the strategic game and the physical game. Because if somebody doesn't like you, they're not going to vote for you to win. Yeah, but if they don't like you because yeah. you outwitted them in the game, that's where my issue comes into it. Um, well, but I think the bitter jury is more a big brother thing nowadays than anything. Yeah, no, I think it's way more big brother. Um I, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the bitter jury argument. When people say bitter jury, it feels like they're just downplaying, like, they're downplaying something that they don't understand. Okay. Because everyone that's ever said bitter jury, not including you, obviously, Thank you. Um, does not understand the social game Okay, right now, if you were including me, I was going to, like, not vote for you to win this episode. <laughs> I was going to vote for Boston. Um, What's up, damn it? You did say um, that you applied. This is your second time applying, right? Uh, yes, correct. Now, one thing I know that you and I both agree on as far as Survivor goes is we hate a quitter. Oh, absolutely. I think every time anyone's ever quit on Survivor, the first thought in my head is, you know how many fucking people would have killed to have your spot? Do you know how many fucking people yeah. probably would have cut off their fucking foot just to get a shot out there? Oh, yeah, for sure. And they quit and they get faced with the first adversity that suddenly their game is in question. Now, there are some quits that I understand. Like which one? uh, I'll give you two. Um, uh, Actually, no, I'll give you three. Uh, First, uh, Jenna Maraska from Survival All-Stars. That makes sense Uh, her mom was dying. Yeah, basically her situation, she went out there while her mom was sick. She admitted that that may not have been the best decision. And she decided right before a challenge that she was going to go home to be home with her mother, who was very sick. Uh, when she got home seven days later, her mother died with her sitting right next to her. Oh, well, yeah, that's... That's huge. She's never going to regret doing that. So. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, the second quit that I had no qualms with was in David versus Goliath. Uh, B. Nguyen, who is a uh, female MMA fighter, she um, pulled her ACL like bad. And even though she could still compete, she did not want to risk her livelihood for a game show. Yeah. And that one makes mm-hmm. it. Yeah. She's a professional athlete. Yep. She has to take care of herself. Um, and she never got any flat for it. No, cause she had a, re- she had a true reason. Straight up some mobile shit right there. Reason number, uh, the third is actually two part it's, and they're related to each other. It's actually very similar to the Jenna Maraska incident. Um, in Survivor Second Chance, Jeff Probst showed up at camp at like two in the morning. By the way, that never happens. 
And the reason why he pulled Terry Dietz aside and told Terry that his son had gotten into a really bad accident and was basically on life support. Yeah. Oh, Terry did not blink. He went and told his tribe, got to go take care of my son. He came back. His son got the heart transplant. Everything's good. So yeah, in that instance, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, of course. And then the second part of that is actually from Australian Survivor. Don't worry, Shipley. It's not the current season you're watching. I'm not spoiling anything. Okay, thank you. But it does involve a contestant from that season. Okay. Uh, in Survivor uh, All-Stars, uh, Lee C- Castledine was informed that his mother died while he was out there. Oh, no. So, yeah, he went home. Yep. So, yeah. Those are quits that I wouldn't consider quits. Yeah, I don't yeah, really think quits no, either. It's just the people no. who, who cry because suddenly they got out with it. And instead of doing the right thing and going to can- tribal council, getting voted out, they just quit because they don't want to deal with that. And I love it. Jeff Probes is sassy as fuck. With Ruthless. People. He's amazing. Ruthless. Yeah. Like, whenever someone's quit... He's just going to be like, instead of going the tribe has spoken like he normally does, he'll be like, you want to quit? They'll go, yeah. He'll be like, go home. Yeah. Don't bring me my, don't bring me, don't bring me uh, your torch. Just get the fuck out. Also, he lays the torch down. Yeah, it's amazing. That's it's, awesome. It's the survivor version of the upside down flag in the stress. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like uh, when you're in your Navy SEALs, you have to go ring the bell if you want to go home, you know? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's basically it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, back to what you're saying. Yeah, this is my uh, second audition, uh, my second time applying. Yep. And um, I've been preparing myself a lot for this. I've basically started to fire almost every other day on my front porch. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, to practice. Uh, okay. Because Jeff Probst says it best. If you don't know how to make fire, don't even bother applying. Mm. Like, don't bother. Like, if you don't know how to make fire, you're going to be in trouble from the get-go. Um, I've also been going to the gym four times a week, trying to get myself, you know, I'm not trying to get like ripped, but I just want to get into, I won't die if I go out there shape. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, and you're I'm probably gonna, looking at getting cast for 45 or 46, right? Cause I think they're filming 44 yeah. right now. Uh, 44 is actually, fi- uh, finished filming. Okay. All right. Um, 43 will air in September. Yeah. 45 will start filming in March of next year. Um, yeah, 45 is what I'm aiming for. Uh, and if I don't get on, I'm just going to keep sending in new audition tapes until they're like, all right, fuck it. Hey, do it, man. Yeah, why like, not? Sure. I, don't yeah. See, I don't see Survivor slowing down anytime soon. Oh, I don't either. I mean, there's a lot of people that are saying like, well, everything dies off eventually. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, what kind of negative fucking attitude is that? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's such a, and these are survivor fans saying that, by the way, it's these so aren't cool. people. Yeah. Like but anyway. it's one of those things, when you watch the show, you'll see people say stuff like I started watching the show when I was five. <laughs> right. I mean, like, that's impressive, man. 42 old. seasons is fucking impressive. Yeah, 42 seasons over as Jay said, it, especially for not, for not being a, 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 like an anime or a cartoon, you know, th- th- those that type of shows can last, but for right. a normal type of show, that's that's unheard of. Yeah. So uh, we'll end the Survivor talk on this because we've literally talked Survivor almost this entire episode. Yeah. Um, which I apologize. Me it's and okay. Chipley got into it. 
But the last thing I'll say about Survivor, and it's probably the biggest reason why Survivor has been on for as long as it has, is because it's the perfect social experiment. It's perfect. You take, now not all seasons, because there are like returnee seasons and all-star seasons, yada, yada. But in most seasons of Survivors, you take a bunch of strangers that have never met, put them on an island, put them through the biggest hardships that you could go through like on a reality show, which is very little food, very little water, a shitty little shelter to keep you safe from fucking tropical rainstorms, mm-hmm. getting probably very little sleep because of it, and also having to play the social game that involves lying to people's faces. Yeah. There are tons of players that have admitted that they have PTSD from coming back home. Like... Now, is it PTSD from being lied to or from having to tell the lies or both? Probably both to everything. Both. both. Can you imagine? Because, I mean, in your real life, you trust people. Right. Right. You can can go and hang out with people and you trust them and you know they have your best interests at heart. Right. uh, Hopefully. But here you're on an island. You're not sleeping. You're getting eaten up by bugs. You're not eating well. And Jeff Probst is making that, fun of you all the time. Like, Yeah. And on top of that, you can't trust this person. You can't no. trust anybody. Because you're all playing for a fucking million dollars. You can't trust anybody. Yeah. No. But, no. But the challenge of Survivor is you have to trust somebody to get ahead. Yeah, you've got to make some kind of alliance or something. I, I do. Right. I've seen very little of the, of the show, but I do know that much. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the best of those reality shows. But anyway, and, and, and the last compliment I will give it is throughout the forty-two seasons of Survivor, Survivor has always touched on real life scenarios in almost every season, and has always stayed current with what's going on in the real world. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Thirty-nine is okay. a great example of the Me Too movement. Thirty-nine is a great example of the Me Too movement. Uh, the very first season, uh, Rudy, a you know seventy-two-year-old Marine, befriends Richard Hatch, an openly gay man. And okay. Yeah, and throughout almost every season of Survivor, they touch on like social current events, uh, politics, all these things like. So we're it's not going a, further into it, but they even talk touch on transphobia. Right, exactly. Okay. You know, really crazy tribal council. Oh, yeah, that tribal was nuts. We won't get into that, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Um, um, but yeah, bottom line is Survivor's a lot more than a trashy reality television show. Yep, it's good. Right. And it's changed a lot of people's lives and for the better. Yeah, it's um, like Boy Island, but it's pretty good. And the big reason I want to go out there, I mean, I'd be lying to you if I said the million dollars wasn't like a motivator. Well, sure, of course. But what I tell people is I can't wrap my head around a million dollars. Yeah. I don't know what that's like. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. It's almost like like an imaginable number or something, you know, when it comes to money. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But I do understand accomplishment. And – Becoming the sole survivor would be like a dream come true for me. And also I want to go out there to find out more about myself because one thing, yeah, I've, learned yeah. from, one thing I've learned from watching survivor, it strips you to your core. It strips you to the core of who you are. Well, my hope are, is next year when we're celebrating the fifth anniversary of this thing we've done, uh, we can kind of be talking about that. That would be cool. There you so, go. And if it doesn't happen by then, don't worry. I'm going to keep fucking applying until they just give up and go, all right, give the fucking comedian from Knoxville a shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, you cowards. Um, 
now we're going to switch topics a bit. We're going to do our list. Uh, we're going to do a survivor of Hollywood, Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh. So I think, did you everybody make their list of their top three Arnold movies? I, I think mm-hmm. I have a top four. Okay, all right. I had one more. So what we're going to do here is uh, go ahead and put them, type them into the chat area. Because we're okay. game here is we're going to go off of the top 15 highest grossing Arnold films of all time and see who gets the closest with their lists. No, wait, wait, wait. No, wait I'm just going to say the list because I thought this was our favorite. This is your favorites, but I'm also going to tell you if your favorites are the top. Oh, okay, time. okay. I, yeah. I, I I almost freaked out there for a second. Don't freak <laughs> out, buddy. This, there's, no, there's no real contest here. This isn't Survivor, so don't worry. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want to get voted off, damn it. Ah, whatever. You quit on day one. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't know if I would take you to the end, Scott, because you're too likable. Well... Okay, so everybody's put their uh, top three, top four, I guess, because Scott changed the rules. I, I broke the rules. Um, in there, but we'll see how close they are. Uh, all right, well, okay. here, well, here's my fourth there. If Scott wants to fucking cheat. Okay, all right. We got four yeah. in there. Okay. All right, so... Um, don't, don't make me fucking put a fifth in. You I'm sticking with my, I'm sticking because, with my three. Already lost. Because I, I'll, I'll put the last action hero in right now. Here's what annoys me. We're doing the list thing. It seems like everybody seems to dig this uh, um, segment. Uh, but when I was going to look at Arnold Schwarzenegger's top 15 grossing films of all time, I went first to box office mojo. Cause that's obviously a good place to go. They have now hidden all this kind of stuff behind the paywall. No. What? Yeah. So, sucks. so what? you have to join IMDB plus to see any of this stuff. That's so stupid. So I went to his IMDB page, saw his movies and basically one by one, put the movies in to figure out what the worldwide grossing was for each one. Um, it's not adjusted for inflation because as we spoke before, we just, it just doesn't work right. Um, so I got top 15 here and we'll just That's go That's dedication by the way, Ryan. Yeah. Thank you. I just really uh, am annoyed by it, but yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'm just letting you all know I'm coming in sick. I'm doing all this extra I, work. I'm with you. I'm basically a hero. If if we if we paid you, you'd get a raise. Thanks. Yeah. I need to find there is somewhere I found a, a website that runs a script where you effectively put in something that's behind a paywall, and it just like fixes the it fixes the HTML to give you to put you into the site. Oh, find that uh, it for fix, us. It's uh, it fixes the glitch. <laughs> I want to be a hacker so bad. So yeah, I wish I knew how to hack. Hacker. All right. So we're gonna do is go go. Hey, you know how to hack things? Yes. We're going to go around in circle, uh, like we always do, and just pick a movie, and we'll see if you've hit anywhere in the top 15. Uh, okay. We'll start with are, are, we picking our, are we picking our movies? No, no, you can go whatever you think. Uh, top 15. Oh, okay. Okay. Highest grossing of all time. Kendrick, what's your first one? I'm going to go with Predator. Okay. Predator is on the list at 15. What? Oh, yeah. no. Damn. Only That's 90, insane. Only 98.7. Yeah, only 98.7 million worldwide. I think wow. the movie where it really struck gold when it came home to like VHS. That makes sense. Okay, okay. that makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. It's God shocking. damn. 15? 15. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Boston? Well, since I chose it, it, I... I don't care. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay. Uh, I'd be called a nerd as much as I'd like. But I'm, I, know it's, I know it's not on the list. I know it's not on the list, but I'm going to say it anyway. End of days. Yeah. End of days. You know what? You need to believe in yourself more. That was number 10. 
Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. 211. Was more profitable than Predator? That's not probably over time, but box office uh, grossing uh, $211.9 million. Wow. How does End of Days beat Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers in the same fucking movie? We live in a dumb world. Well, Jay, uh, now that I'm thinking back to what, what Ryan said a second ago, Remember when Predator first came out, it was brand new. That's like Carl Weathers was still becoming Carl fucking Weathers. Right, right. We know we know them now as as the legends, but like then they were still up and coming. So yeah, Yeah. no, I guess that makes sense. Stupid fucking eighties people. Yeah, (laughs) dumb eighties. Let's make a time machine and go back before we kill Hitler. We go back in time (laughs) and tell them how dumb that. I like how you said before we kill Hitler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, before Hitler, let's make a pit stop. Yeah, we got time. (laughs) Uh, uh, We got time. We got time. We got time time machine. (laughs) Okay, Scott? Oh, man, let's see. I feel a lot better now. Gosh, I'm going to go with, I don't think this is, maybe. I'm going to say the Terminator. Which one? Terminator 1? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. All I'm right. with one. This is the other big shocker on this list. Number no 16. Number uh, 16? It does not make the list. $78.3 oh, million. Wow. It was considered a bomb at the box wow. office. Um, just like Predator made its money when it hit uh, home uh, home box DHS. office. And DHS. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Oh, I saw some beta, too. Well, yeah. again, I, I guess thinking thinking about it like that, yeah, no, because I remember one of the big things with with the first Terminator was that uh, that whole that whole uh, nightclub scene was like built in a half a day in some random apartment complex or something. Like it was, or it was a, a pawn shop or something. They 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 had to reuse a bunch of scenes and like filmed uh, all the lighting was actually like literally just whatever street lights they could find. That he really liked it yeah. was it was shot on the fucking shoestring budget damn okay yeah it uh yeah and i guess at that point arnold wasn't arnold at that point i think that was well, yeah. cameron wasn't cameron at that point well right. hadn't he made alien by that point or no that was really scott sorry um yeah so yeah because i think at this point arnold had made that hercules in new york movie <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> um so yeah so uh terminator great movie but uh, not did, on not, the list. did not make the list. I'll give you a spoiler. This will make it easier for you all. Literally every other Terminator movie will be on this list. No, you said no, <laughs> no, no other Terminator movie will be? Literally every, every. other one. Oh, every other one. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. All right. So back to you, Jay. Um, I got to go with, I mean, I don't know. Actually, from all the things you've been saying, it might be up there. Uh, I'm going to go with Last Action Hero because that movie is highly underrated. Last action hero. I agree. I've never seen it. I need to see it because everybody loves on it so much. It's, it's so on the list at thirteen. Okay. Uh, oh, it is a thirteen. Three. Okay. So yep. I, I was thinking it wasn't because of how how you know slam it's silly. It's silly. It's a silly movie. Oh no, I love it. Don't get. No, I'm not, I think it's great. Yeah. Oh, same. I think it's great. Same. Also, like Megadeth is the soundtrack. Let's fucking go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Angry uh, again, angry again. He's the last action hero. Take a mortal man. All right, go ahead. All right. <laughs> I love I love the uh, the animated sidekick. There's oh, an animated sidekick? Oh, yeah. 
oh, I need to see this movie. Yes, you do, Ryan Shipley. Last Action oh. Heroes got you written all over it. I got to see that, and oh, I got to see Lola. Oh, yes. All right. Uh, Charles Dance is the bad guy. All right, let's keep it moving. Who's anyway, that? Yeah. Oh, Boston? Yeah. Keep going. Uh, me. Uh, well, then I'll be the first person to say it then. Uh, where is True Lies? Oh, that was going to be the next one I was going to say. Yep. True Lies is on here at number four. That makes sense. Oh, no, yeah. That makes sense. True, yep. true, true Lies, like... That was... It's that everybody was loves, ensemble cast. Yeah, everybody loves Tom oh, yeah. Arnold. Uh, yeah. 378.9. He was million. fantastic in True Lies. He was. Oh, yeah. right now. And yeah, Jamie, was Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis was a badass. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's not that's not different from like any of her other movies. I've heard that they're <laughs> uh, making. I don't know if it's going to be a remake or a sequel series based on True Lies. Um, mm. I'm shocked it never got a sequel. Like, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if that's a good idea or not. But well, it's pretty old at this point. So I that's guess, what I'm saying. It's been a long fucking time. Yeah. Like, um, it is weird though that it never got one because it was in the '90s when everything got a sequel. Um, yeah. All right, uh, Scott. Let's see. Is I don't know how well this did. I'm just going to go out and say it. Total Recall. You need to start being more confident, buddy. Uh, okay. That is number five on the list. Everybody oh likes hell yeah! There the we go. Titty alien. Uh, Two hundred and sixty-one <laughs> million dollars. Uh, nice. That one's actually has got a remake done, right? Like with Colin Farrell. Yes. Oh, yes, uh, it did. Yes, it did. It was, it was not. It was not it, oh, dude. It was nowhere even close to being as good. I think this was the first Sharon Stone movie, too. I think this was oh, the first really? Basic Instinct. Okay. But I remember as a kid seeing this movie when the three-tittied alien showed up. Yeah. <laughs> that was... That's a, the best thing ever. Yeah, I was like, this is... I just masturbated right there in the theater. I didn't care. <laughs> It was, it was the late 80s, anything. I mean, how can you not? It's a three-titted alien. I mean, yeah, come on. 80s were a wild time. If right. I ever travel in space and I don't meet a three-titted alien, I'm going to be pissed. Just saying. Just sitting off in the corner, just sad. Just uh, sad. All right, yeah. uh, back to uh, you, yes. <laughs> Go ahead. It was her first movie, but it was definitely before Kittle Recall. Before, Sorry, before Basic Instinct. Okay, yep. Another movie where that just masturbated right there in the theater. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm a big we, fan. We're of, learning. We, we're learning that that Ryan used to masturbate a lot in theaters. I'm That's a big okay. fan of Newman. Okay, just put Newman in a scene with her and. Yeah, it's good to go. Yeah, please yeah. tell, please tell me you're. Oh, kidding. that's right, Newman. Newman wasn't. Newman okay. wasn't that scene. I forgot Newman, about that. Newman wasn't that scene though. That's all right. right. I think that was before Seinfeld. Um, all right, Jay. It's oh, for sure. Here. I'm going to go with Kindergarten Cop, motherfucker. Ah, that was going to be my next one. Good it job. It is Good job. number 11. Yeah. Yep. Dude, Kindergarten Cop is probably my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. That's a good one. That's I a really love good one. Kindergarten Cop. Probably his- I'm telling you, it was so hard for me to make this list. There's yeah. so many of them I love. This is going to sound like faint praise, but probably his best comedy. Although, maybe Last yeah, Night Hero, be. is that considered no. a comedy? Uh, in a sorts, uh, uh, but it's it's more like it's action action no, comedy, maybe. It's considered an epic penis raising thrill ride. That's what it's considered. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. I'll go on that ride with you, bro. If you could get through Last Action Hero without getting a boner, you're 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 a super saiyan. Okay, you're a super saiyan. <laughs> All right. You're a super saiyan. All right, all the. Man, that should be like a critic review right there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been on the poster. Um, yes. 
they try getting through this. <laughs> they probably wouldn't have got the reference though back then. Super Saiyan, they'd be like, "What is a Super oh, Saiyan?" Oh, true. That's Let's, true. We'll yeah. have to re- reword it for the times. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Boston. All right. So, look at what we've had. What we've got so far. Uh, True Lies, Total Recall, End of Days, Kindergarten Cop, uh, Last Action Hero, Predator, and Terminator is what guesses we've had. We haven't we haven't found number one yet, right? No, we haven't, and it's setting oh, yeah. right in the open. We haven't we haven't cracked the top three. No, Terminator Genesis. Get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out when of you here! Say, get the fuck out of there! Out of here! Uh, it's number two. Get the fuck wow. out! Wow! What? What? Again, we we have to start thinking about an actual like and like numbers and box office numbers instead of like yeah. what we actually enjoy. I yeah. fucking hate. I fucking hate human beings. Yeah. I fucking, <laughs> that movie. That movie. Oh my god. Was that the last one? No, that was. Oh. Mm. You said every other one was on here, right? No, no, no the last, the last Terminator movie. Oh, that movie is oh, ass dumplings. Like what the fuck? Uh, Terminator Genesis. Let's find it real quick. Nope, Terminator Genesis was not the last one. The Terminator no, Genesis was the one where they spoiled pretty much everything in the trailer. Like we're, uh, uh, we're, uh, what's the guy's name that they go back in time to kill? Uh, Connor or John Connor. Mm. Yeah. That John Connor. Connor turns bad and that gets, uh, that he becomes a Terminator. It's yeah, it's a bad movie, but it's number two on Arnold Schwarzenegger's, uh, uh, top 10 films of all time or top 15. Yep. All right. All okay. right. Scott. Did, uh, did, did we want to say twins yet? No, but you have, and you're right. Number ten, or number, number nine. 10. Number nine. nine. Okay, there we now, go. That one is getting a remake. Uh, from what, what is it? And uh, yep, I believe it is. I think The Rock is one of them. Okay, let's go. Maybe, maybe. Oh, dude, if it's The Rock and Kevin Hart, I will fucking freak out. <laughs> oh no! What do you mean? Oh no! Wait, no, no, I take it back. I'll, uh, The Rock and Kevin Hart are fucking incredible. Tracy Morgan is joining it. Uh, let me see if he's to uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. They, I don't think they've announced it, but they're going to call it Triplets. Uh, okay. I don't know if The Rock is in this or not. but uh, No, uh, apparently, uh, allegedly, at least this is from September of 2021, the twin sequel Triplets sets Tracy Morgan and joins Arnold and Danny DeVito um, as though effectively he was the third in the set. Okay. So they're just oh. introducing Tracy Morgan to the original two. Uh, that's okay. going to be amazing. Uh, obviously, there's going to be shitty people that are going to call this woke. <laughs> but uh, that... now I want to see. Now I do want to see Rock and Kevin Hart doing the twins. I know that would I be know. awesome. I know. <laughs> I definitely would see that. I mean, I get enough entertainment off their Instagrams where they oh, yeah. both fucking like they're doing a video simultaneously and they just turn around. Fuck your video. Fuck your fans. No, fuck your fans. Like, it's oh, so good. That's oh, so what right. they're, they're acting like Ball Brothers. <laughs> oh, this is so good. It's so good. Uh, all right. We'll do one more round. Good job, Scott. All right. Uh, Jay. Okay. Well, I've named the I've named the three that I put up there, but. For Scott's credit, and I never say that, um, <laughs> Total Recall. I know Total Recall's already been said. Has it really? Yeah, yeah I actually said it, I think. I think Total Recall right now. <laughs> what, what was the hey, number? You, you could... uh, number five for that one, uh, 261.3 million. 
Okay. What's, uh, what's, what, what's the highest we've got? Is it four? You got two. Uh, Terminator Genesis. I gave you. Oh, that's that right. All Terminator movies are on this list except the first one. That's fair. Okay. Has anyone? No, I don't. This has been typed. But has anyone said Commando yet? No, Commando did not make the list. I I would have said Commando, but I thought it was so old it wouldn't have. Right. Right. Cut. I mean, at this point, I'm running out of Arnold movies. So. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I love Commando, though. That's one of my favorites, too. So good. Get to the chopper. Oh, you better get to the chopper impersonation in Boston. It's the perfect time. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not a trained monkey here. No, um. Goddamn right. You don't tell us when to be funny. We do it ourselves. <clears throat> get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, good. All right, Boston. That, that, oh, that, God. That, that sounded like William Shatner doing Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I was trying to go more for... Uh, no, this is... Uh, uh, Christopher Walken. Oh, that's, yeah. the one. Ah, ah, ah. that's the That's the old white guy I'm thinking of. Yep. The old white guy. All right, uh, Boston? Well, if, if Salvation is on the... If Terminator Salvation is on the list, I'm going to be upset. It is but, not. It's, oh, thank God. Yeah. Good. Because it... Oh, technically... God. Technically, he's not in that one. Exactly. That's why it's not. Um, so now I got to figure out which one made more money, Rise of the Machines or Dark Fate. Don't forget the <sighs> other one that hasn't been said yet. Terminator 2 Judgment Day hasn't been said yet? It hasn't. No. And that is number no. one. $519 million. That's oh. crazy. That's crazy. It makes sense if you grew up at the time when that movie first came out. Yeah. Um, that movie huge. was everywhere, and it was like one of the first movies where you saw how good special effects could actually be that and yeah. Jurassic park um yeah all right scott what's the last one you're gonna pick oh uh i'm not gonna do terminator because we know they're on there i want to try to okay get something else i get it um eraser good job is it seventh on this list yep nice. 2.3 million i do not remember a single damn thing about this movie uh, I remember bits and pieces of it. I don't remember a whole lot about it either. Uh, I remember there's a band named Eraser that has a song called "If Get Yourself Connected." The right. Oh my god! I feel so. Oh, I feel so dumb. Aw. Well, one of the re- one of the scenes one of the scenes that I was thinking of that made me be like, yeah, and that's why True Lies is going to go on my list is actually from Eraser. Oh no! Oh shit! What, what scene? Yeah, Eraser. Eraser is where they had. The fucking red faction railguns that could uh would like had X some some sort of bullshit X-ray scopes where you could see people's yeah. skeletons uh, and could shoot through like shoot through tanks and shit. Oh, oh man. The okay. gun the, the young gun nut in me went nuts over that movie. <laughs> oh, bad, man. Um okay, so just to go through the list real quick, uh T two, Terminator Genesis, Terminator three, Rise of the Machines, four hundred and thirty three point four million. True Lies, Total Recall, Terminator Dark Fate, the last one, mm. uh, 261 million, Eraser, Batman and Robin. Oh, God, I forgot oh, about that. Oh, yeah. I forgot he was in that. I did too, actually. <laughs> I, wow. I went to that movie with my friend, and he brought his uh, seven year old uh, son, a brother, with him. And the scene where. Um, Robin uh, surfs down the missile and yells Kawabunga. The little kid took his fist and punched himself in the head. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, Twins, End of Days, Kindergarten Cop, 
here's one that you got. I'm surprised nobody hit. Uh, Jingle All the Way. Oh, right, right, right. Oh. Uh, Last Action Hero, Junior, which yeah. is Junior getting a remake right now, too? Mm, let me check. I haven't heard. So my, my two guesses for the last one was going to be Junior or... Uh, what I forgot what I even said. <laughs> what did I just say? You're doing great radio tonight. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> oh, Eraser, uh, Eraser. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, go between those two. Uh, and then Predator. Uh, Terminator was the one that surprised me the most. I think it's because it at this point it's definitely um, really culturally impacted uh, film. But yeah. I guess just for the time, just they had other things on their minds, like cocaine. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, allegedly, that, while there are some people that are calling for one, uh, there's nothing. There's nothing for a junior remake or sequel in the works. Although, if you ask me, I, I don't. That's definitely one of those ones where I, I, I could actively say I don't think it would work. Yeah, it's I, not as like it's not it's not as taboo or as like shocking. Yeah. No, 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 not for not back then. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think too. I think that was one of those movies where they sat down, did a line of cocaine, and then just started spitting out ideas of something. <laughs> and somebody had, right. what if Arnold was pregnant? And they yes. had that, what if Schwarzenegger yes. had a kid? Yeah, but it was like in his belly. Now, has anybody ever? God. God. Does the baby come out of his penis head? That's a great question, right? No, it's not. I, You're fucking fired. I don't know. <laughs> I ask the questions everybody else is too scared to ask. That's true, man. Um, I, I, oh, right, oh, I applaud your bravery. Oh, oh, Ryan, you're so edgy. When are you going to get some motorhead boots? Oh, fucking. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. I, I do want to be. You pushed, the, you pushed the, a button on Jay right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I got, I got, I got, I, I got triggered at your edgy response. Like, I'm just too wow. edgy, guys. Wow. Um, you, you, wow! You smoke, you smoke all the, you smoke all the cigarettes in the men's yeah. bathroom. You're so yeah. cool. Next what episode, cool guy. next episode, we're going to become like one of those shock jock shows. Oh, <laughs> um, oh, that's I a quick thing for you. That's a quick way for you to lose your 10 fans. Yeah. Oh, why you got to hurt us? Um, well, we because were... because they always said the same things to me, damn it. I'm just giving it back. When you left the show, <laughs> well, when you left the show, we gained nine. So. <laughs> so, You know, that checks out. That checks out. No, I'm not mad at that. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Oh, so, uh, the show constantly grows and we thank you fans for listening. Uh, but I think, Jay, <laughs> I think you won the contest. Am I right, guys? Looking at the list in here. I think Jay picked the most that were in the top 10 or the top. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do believe so. Okay. Jay, you're the winner, man. You know, nice. Yeah. Get fucked. Idiots. Oh, please, let that be, please let that be your catchphrase on survivor. Yes, please. You, you, you know, I'd like my confessionals to air. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> All right. So because we're being good boys these days and we're going to make these episodes less long for our editors, we're going to go into recommendations. Uh, Scott, we'll start with you. Uh, well, actually, I uh, started uh, playing the remake of Resident Evil uh, on Game Pass the other day, and I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. Oh, the remake's on... Oh, uh, it is. Yeah, like the, uh, okay. the very first very first uh, Resident Evil. The, 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 and it's, yeah. it's actually really, really good. 
they you know they fix a lot of the clunky controls. Okay. Uh, they've added extra things to it. Oh, cool. wait, 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 wait. Uh oh. Uh-oh. Are you talking? Are you talking about the GameCube remake, or do they do another remake? No, 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 no. Uh, it's not not the GameCube remake. They, they did another remake on. It's uh, I have it on Xbox right now. Uh, that's I think it's it might be on other things too, but it's not the it GameCube. Remake. I think it's about three or four years old because they did a remake then of yeah. RE2 and RE3, and they're about to do RE4. So yeah, right, right. But it's not the GameCube one though. Okay. I thought Jay was about to kill you. I know. I was like, man, I hit the button here with Resident Evil with Jay. No, I was excited. I love Resident Evil. Love no, yeah, Resident no. Th- th- I'll tell you, this, this this remake of, of one is fantastic. Well, while we're talking, I'm about to go on PS Store and see what's up. Nice, okay. Right, there you go. There you go. I heard right now, I don't know if they do it with the Game Pass, but if you download RE1, 2, R3, the remakes in uh, uh, 7, um, they do have it where you get the, um, if you have a, a new current, uh, new gen, current generation console. You do get the updated graphics for that. Oh, good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's sick. All right. Hey, turn yep. that down a little bit, Jay, because we're hearing your, <laughs> we're hearing all the, <laughs> all the fun from your PlayStation. All right, uh, Boston, what's your recommendation? All right, I'll turn um, it down. You fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just edgy God, and, and a boss. Okay. <laughs> a boss. That's cute. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you're adorable. Thanks, man. Yeah, you're welcome, pal. Any good games you play, Boston? I'm gonna recommend uh, checking us. Uh, actually, we've we have been we've been having a strange resurgence of uh, ever since Fall Guys went free to play. Oh, uh, we've been messing around with that uh, here and there. So uh, that is what I would definitely recommend to some. If if you've not tried it yet, if you if you didn't get on the big the the big first big bandwagon. Uh, give it a shot. Um, however, I'm actually going to actively recommend that you never buy Lawn Mowing Simulator, but that's a different story. <laughs> Wait, is it is it bad? Bot Boston? Bot Boston? I don't think yeah. you need to tell people that they don't need to buy Lawn Mower Simulator. Well, I'll put it this way. It's free to download. Like As we're speaking right now, it probably won't be by the time this goes live, but uh, it's currently free to download on Epic Game Store. And it's not worth what I'm it's paying not, for. It's it. not worth. Yeah, oh, yeah it's could, not you, worth free. You, you could have just stopped there. It's not worth. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Worth. It's not worth the time it took me to download this no, damn thing. Yeah, yeah. It's probably it's probably not worth the time it took you to think about downloading it. <laughs> now, Ryan, however, how is the the pressure <laughs> yeah, washing? Uh, so this is this is going to be my recommendation. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, is that real? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so, it's real. Um, it just right. came out on Xbox. <laughs> so, oh my god! On the Game Pass, um, I finished up the Ninja Turtles game. I started uh, uh, Like a Dragon, the Yakuza uh, RPG game, and I just really yeah. enjoying it. Uh, so I decided to play Power Wash Simulator, and I can tell you, I've had you know I, I suffered mental health stuff too. So I've had I say that to hopefully make Jay not yell at me, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> But I've been finding and trying to find peaceful, relaxing games. So I put this game on. I put on a podcast, and it's essentially what it sounds like: you're power washing certain, <laughs> washing items. You're power washing a house. I just got done finishing a temple, um, and I'm down. Nice. I got excited last night because I finally raised the money to buy the top power washer in the game. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, Live it, your best life. Yeah. It, <laughs> there you uh, go. It's it's what it is. Like I don't think I would buy it, but it shows the value of the Game Pass. Where 
it's like different experiences that that you would probably never ever uh oh yeah play. and plus right now i'm trying to find something to play to get me where i'm not focusing on something big because we have the uh the fall games coming out soon like uh uh requiem requiem uh, 2 uh god of war you know there's big games this fall um, right but yeah, I am digging Power Wash Simulator, uh, surprisingly. Um, I got really mad last night because there's an achievement where you have to put a gnome on the top of the building when you get done power washing it. The, the controls aren't the best for anything other than power washing. Oh, sure. <laughs> and I started screaming at the at the, at the the TV, and my roommate uh, came in the room to see what was going on. And yeah. <laughs> this is what you're playing? And I was like, don't judge me. Um, <laughs> But that's my recommendation. And Jay, what is your recommendation that's not Survivor? You, you know, you really or didn't have our to throw lawn that in there. mowing simulator can't be that you either. Really, you, you really didn't have to throw that in. <laughs> so um, I have two uh, two games that I've thoroughly enjoyed recently. Okay. Uh, the first one would be Evil Dead: The Game. Okay. okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. Are you it's, playing it on your Twitch uh, channel? Yeah, yeah, I've, uh, I've I've streamed on Twitch. I haven't streamed in like a month. I think I'm pretty much done with Twitch. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's really, 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 really good. Actually, it's um, is it okay? So it's a lot. Uh, it's similar to like a Dead by Daylight or a Friday, where you know there's one killer and then you know there's four uh, you know survivors, all based in the Evil Dead like universe right um you've obviously got multiple different like levels of ash you've got like uh fucking uh king arthur you know like you've got like all these different characters and basically the whole point of the game is the survivors are trying to uh collect pages of necronomicon to seal the seal where the demons are coming into their universe and one player controls the demon, which basically can possess other survivors and uh, like create monsters and stuff like that. It's really fun, and I've really enjoyed it. Um, so I, I have the game, and I have tried playing it uh, when it first came out a few times, but I, I think I, I just didn't know what I was doing enough, and I just didn't get into it. I, I saw the potential of the game. Uh, but I tried. Uh, I mostly like like Dead by Daylight or any of those type of games. I love playing as the bad guys, the, the you know the villains. And I just couldn't figure out exactly how to play it. <laughs> I think like where I wasn't getting my ass kicked. So I will I, say, I, I, yeah, go ahead. I, I will say that there's a deep learning curve when it comes yeah. to playing, playing the demon. Absolutely, uh, which is different than Friday and uh, Dead by Daylight. Right. Um, it like in Friday Thirteenth, Jason basically all the different Jasons have. Basically the same powers. Yeah. Just a, the cool, a different the variation cool, of them. The cooldowns are different. Some Jasons are better at this. Some Jasons are better at that. In right. Dead by Daylight, all the killers have their own, you know, play styles. But I've only played Kaldarian Demon three times, and I got frustrated every single time because yeah. it felt a little too complicated. Um, so and that's, only, that's how I felt. That's why I quit playing. I only stuck with well, Survivor's fun. Like I love. Oh, Survivor. okay, okay. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, recommendation number one. Recommendation number two is a game that actually came out fairly recently, uh, made by the creators of Until Dawn. I'm talking about the Quarry. Ooh, oh, I yeah. to play that. Yes, I downloaded it on day one. I have probably played it 
10 times. And uh, I have also, they also have a cool movie mode where you can literally just watch it as a movie and not ever touch the controller. How does it decide? It just like randomly decides what you're going to do. Uh, so there's three different options. You can uh, choose everyone lives. Mm. You can choose everyone dies. Or you can do the director's cut where you basically go in and you basically program every single character's reactions to situations. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's really dope. It's really dope. Um, I mean, it's got a stacked fucking cast. David Arquette is in it. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, it looks awesome, man. Oh, it's really good. I mean, it's made by the creators of Until Dawn. It's going to be good. Oh, yeah, of course. Right, right. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. It's a really good story. Um, and it's a game that you can play time and time again because there are multiple endings. And you right. said you've played, you've played through it 10 times? 10 times. And do you think well, uh, the insurance, the ending's been significantly different each time, or there have been some where it's like uh, just a few little slight differences? Uh, there's some that are similar, but every ending is different in their own right. Okay. Um, it, it man, it's, 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 it's really good. Like I recommend it. it. It's the dialogue is fantastic. Like whoever wrote the script for this, like they definitely nailed like corny horror style dialogue. Mm, like gotcha. they fucking nailed it. And you know, it, it's just, it, 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 it's also kind of Scream-esque because they definitely touch on, like, tropes and, you know, like, common occurrences in horror films and stuff like that. Um, it's really good. It's really, really, really good. And they have another game this year, too, don't they? Like, their next dark... Is it the Dark uh, Pictures Anthology? Yeah, I don't know which one it is. I've kind of lost track after a while. Okay. Um, but those are good. Those yeah. are very good. Yeah, I but, but I, I would definitely put the Corey. I'll say it's right up there at the Until Dawn. To be honest with you, that's 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 saying something right there. That's I, compliment. I mean, even when I bought it, and you got to understand, and my roommate JB will tell you this, I don't buy a lot of games because I'm very skeptical. Um, but I bought it, and I was like, well, let's see if this sixty dollars price tag was worth it. It was hundred percent. hundred percent. The uh, the next one um, looks to be this fall, and it's called The Devil and Me, and it's uh, based around, uh, it says here, the infamous Murder Castle, which I think is the Murder Castle. Uh, the Murder they, Hotel. Yeah, this says the infamous Murder Castle, but Murder Hotel is what I'm thinking. That was in uh, uh, the World's Fair, right, where the guy was basically murdering people that were staying at the hotel. Oh. Uh, no, uh, okay. So, uh, a group of documentary filmmakers receive a mysterious call inviting them to a modern-day replica of H.H. H. Holmes' murder hotel, or, yeah, the murder castle. Uh, but on arrival, the crew soon discover they're being watched and even manipulated, and suddenly there's much more at stake than just the ratings. Uh, I don't think Holmes's uh, murder house was part of the Do you remember what I'm uh, talking World's about, though, Fair. right? The, the World's Fair where that guy had the uh, hotel he had created – and he had different people work on different parts of the hotel. So nobody that was working on, the, on it realized what he was really doing. But he was making a lot of like um, like hidden hall, hidden passageways where he could go in there and kill somebody and then dump their body. Uh, I think, yeah, not enough. Uh, yes. that if I, if I recall correctly, that is at least that is how H.H. Uh, H. Holmes did 
put his place together. Oh, it is so, uh, H.H. Holmes. Yep, just a just a way for Holmes to make money during the 1893 Chicago's World's Fair. All right, you were correct. Yeah, it's um, I think being turned into a movie right now, and uh, yeah, it's a fascinating story, especially I guess yeah, yeah it's just crazy. Yeah, H.H. H. Holmes was a is a was a legendary con man, and so, um, which also makes me giggle that you know Triple H didn't play that up more anyway. Uh, it's Triple H. What do you really expect from a guy? <laughs> I mean, at but this agrees. point, at this point, he's running an entire company. Yeah. Yep. And I hope yep. I hope he sticks to running it instead of trying to still get state uh, screen time. Well, I think <laughs> no, no, and that's a legitimate concern. But you have to remember that Triple H is the reason that NXT was so successful. Correct. Because Triple H wanted to focus on the new rising stars. He wanted to give these guys that have been independent darlings for years, like, you know, a ricochet, you know, et cetera, um, their own shining moment. And I'll tell you right now from the first raw, uh, after he officially took over, it's been a major improvement. It's been a big improvement. It's crazy to think like uh, a 77 year old man who's pretty irrelevant would, uh, would have caused these kind of hindrances being there. Um, well, it, I, I mean, it's twofold. I'll give you two quick reasons. I mean, it's not like they're not known. Well, uh, but, but wait, Jay, wait, wait. wait. Um, I would like to first point out uh, the American government. Moving on. <laughs> okay. Motherfucking fair. Um, <laughs> We're talking about damage done by old people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, number one, Vince McMahon is obsessed with big buff guys that don't know how to wrestle. Yeah. Mm, mm. That's yeah. always been his thing. He's definitely always. got a Always. Um, you could say that about John Cena, but to be fair, John Cena is very good at telling stories in the ring. He doesn't have to be a technical wrestler. Yeah. And just for people listening that don't know, um, I think a week ago on a Friday, uh, Vince McMahon uh, basically <laughs> tweeted his retirement. Yeah, good. On a Friday. Yeah. Um, obviously, this a lot of it has to do with everything that came out about what uh, $12 million in shush funds that he was using uh actual wwe money from to pay off yep and not his own money uh this could get him in some jail time possibly because you know it is a public company that he's taking money from wait 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 are you telling me an old rich white man did something horrible <laughs> it's gonna cra- it's it's crazy right what it's insane um, also, also, real quick before you continue, yeah. I do have another quick recommendation that just popped in my head. Go for it. Um, I was talking about John Cena. I highly recommend the television show Peacemaker. Same. Uh, it is so fucking good. Hopefully, as we record it, we're not really going to talk about it much because, you know, by this show, by the time the show airs, everything will probably be out there. Um, right. Discovery, uh, a couple months ago, bought Time Warner. Uh, they mm-hmm. just today decided they're going to cancel the new Batgirl movie that they've already dumped $90 million into. And the rumor is original content on HBO Max is in danger because they want to take it into more unscripted uh, reality, uh, reality programs like what Discovery is built on. So right. people are worried, what does that mean for like shows like Peacemaker, like Hacks, like Tokyo Vice? And people are like, going, well, Peacemaker is very popular. Surely they won't cancel that. But they did just cancel a $90 million film. Yeah. So there is a lot of worry. Uh, HBO, uh, I mean, Discovery is going to have a big press conference on 
Thursday to talk about like the plans and hopefully the plans still do because HBO Max has some quality original content. Absolutely. And I would also say thank you, Ryan Shipley, for putting me in a crippling depression. I didn't mean to. I... <laughs> oh, you, you, oh, you didn't mean to. Well, that's very edgy of you to say and not taking responsibility, <laughs> white man. I think you're the one that's very edgy right now. You're on the edge, brother. Back up. You still have Peacemaker Season 1. Oh, and Peacemaker Season 1 is so good. No, it's very, very good. I can good. tell you I'm pretty depressed about this, too. Um, I don't care about the Disney, I mean, the DC films as much, but HBO content is right up there with Apple right now, as far as I'm concerned. It's like the best streaming uh, content. Um, Tokyo Vice, Hacks, uh, right. Harley Quinn animated series. Um, really good stuff that may just be gone now. Well, and if you're like a really big like reality competition show fan, Paramount Plus is up there too. Um, they have every season of Survivor, uh, the English, the American versions. They have every season of Big Brother. If you're into that, they have Australian Big Brother. They have the Challenge. They have the Challenge USA. I mean, yeah, and um, they have the majority of the Challenge itself. I think they start at season ten. Right. They also have uh, a lot of seasons of the real world. Yeah. So, yeah, Paramount Plus is pretty good, but hopefully and they have every Friday the Thirteenth movie. Oh. 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 Yeah. Yeah. They have every nice. Friday the Thirteenth movie, all the Nightmare on Elm Streets except one. That sells I, me. I don't remember which one it is, but no, they have a very good horror library as well. I yep. love that. And it's where uh, Beavis and Butthead is returning. Yep. <laughs> nice. Actually, uh, that that movie uh, is already streaming on Paramount. And uh, you know what? I went into it not expecting much. It's pretty good. That's what uh, my roommate Dave said. I've not seen it yet, but... Uh, it's pretty good. Dave really dug it. I... I'd give it an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. Uh, the new Star Trek series, uh, uh, New World or whatever they're calling it, um, is legitimately the best Star, uh, Star Trek in a very long time. So... Oh, there you go. Uh, there we go. All right, uh, Boston, do you want to end the episode? <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Yes, I'm it's over. I'm so, oh, it's <laughs> over like that? Damn. Uh, thank you so much, Jay, for coming out and seeing us one more time. Uh, it was Absolutely. really good to have you out. Uh, thank you, Internet, for joining us for this episode. Uh, we will see you all in the next uh, next time. Uh, good, good, goodbye. Yeah, you were so boring, man. You did, you did liven up. <laughs> more more intensity, more fire. I mean, look, I'm just a very melancholy person. 